right, girlfriends. Hello, girlfriends. Welcome to Girlfriends Chat with Angela Jordan Perry. And this is time, it's time, it's time for another interview. And uh, so today I have Arden and Arden um, is, uh, we finally was able to make this happen. Arden is going to be on the show today. So Arden, say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Angela. Yes, I'm glad to have you on here, Arden. And um, so let me just tell you, first of all, what this platform is all about. If you're joining for the first time and if you are a faithful listener and have heard this before, um, I'm sure this news will not be new to you. But Girlfriends Chat with Angela Jordan Perry, this platform is to give voice to those of the African diaspora who are homeschooling and basically to say hashtag we homeschool too. Our kids are thriving and doing well and um, it's all flavors and looks of this homeschooling journey uh, for those who are educating their own children, right? So we have chil uh, families who are two-parent uh, working families who are home educating. We have single family educating. We have uh, one parent working, one parent at home doing all the home educating. We have dads who are working and doing all the home educating while mom is working. We have, I've had homeless uh, families or parents who are home educating. So it's so diverse. The idea is just to say, look, identify with someone who is doing it and then you can say i can do it too why because we are going to be our best advocate our best advocates for our children and our children of color specifically and particularly we are going to ensure that they uh, are learning thriving not being left behind knowing how to read all the things we're going to make sure our kids do it or find the resources to make it happen um, and we're going to give them a sense of uh, worth and knowledge of their history and who they are and where they come from. So that's why it's important uh, for the, to have this platform to encourage you to consider uh, home educating your children. So I am a homeschooling, homeschooling mom myself of uh, 21 years this year. I, I got confused. I still was saying 20 years, but this year will make 21 years that my oldest started when she was four. She'll be 25 in July. So we started in the fall of her four, four the year she turned four, I have eight children that I'm homeschooling, four of whom uh, I birthed and four of whom we added through adoption. So that makes a big number of eight. And I'm still homeschooling five of them. Uh, one is soon to graduate this year and I have four more left. Woo! This is a long journey, Arden, girl. <laughs> I'm determined to have all these kids graduate from homeschool and thus far they all have graduated from homeschooling. So my purpose-driven life is to make a positive impact on thousands of homeschoolers worldwide, okay? And I do that first by serving the community here in the state of South Carolina, where I give families legal status to home educate under option three. And then I have all these outreaches, Girlfriends Chat, uh, the podcast, Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling, on YouTube, Educating Our Own, which is on Facebook and another platform that's being birthed. It's being birthed, it's being birthed. It's a long pregnancy, but it's being birthed, y'all. Y'all been hearing about Educating Our Own. It's coming, it's coming. Um, and so, yeah, so all things homeschooling is what I do and just encourage, like I said, those of the Afri African diaspora to home educate our children. We can do it. 
there's not a certain look, you can make it happen. And we're I'm doing with this, you, okay? I'm with you on that. All right. Yeah, 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 yes. So, all right. So without further ado, that's just a little bit about me. Welcome and thanks for joining in on this conversation. And so let me tell you a little bit about Arden, our guest for today. Let's see. So Arden, so for the past decade, Arden has been the primary educator of two daughters, while serving communities across the Northeast region as an educator and consultant. Alongside her husband and children, she is committed to self-reliance within communities of families who value education over schooling, intrinsic motivation as cause for creativity and scientific processes over emotionalism. And she's going to tell us a little bit about that. So I'm going to break that one on down for us in just yeah. a little bit. But in response to parents' uh, dissatisfaction with school systems across the country after COVID-mandated closings, Arden's family founded Sage Academy, an alternative educational experience rooted in connected learning and cultural relevance. Arden enjoys reading, creating art with her daughters, hosting guests and loved ones, and traveling. She views her bachelor's degree in English as an outcome of colonized education and her master's degree, National Endowment for the Humanities Fellowship and Certification in Personal Finance as examples of connected learning experiences. And you can learn more about Arden and Sage Academy at Sage Academy. It's actually spelled S. A-H-G-E academy.com and all that detailed information would be in the show notes. So Arden, you just yes. heard me spiel this beautiful bio about you, but if there is more to share, please do. And then tell us how you actually got started on your homeschooling journey with your two girls. Um, I Not thinking I'd ever be a mom, mm -hmm. I became a mom. And um, my concern was not wanting my children to be somewhere. Basically, I was going to send them to school once they could tell me what was going on. I needed okay. to when well, they could talk. talk. When they could talk and tell yeah. me what was going on, then yes. I, you know, send them go back to work or do whatever it is that I chose to do. Which I was a yeah. teacher, so okay. I was. I've been a teacher. I was a teacher at the time, um, and the agreement was for me to, was for me to stay home with the girls. Um, the, the one at the time. Um, the second was a total surprise. <laughs> surprise, um, surprise. And the, that, that awareness of being their first educator, okay. whether, you know, they're in school or not, um, children learn by what they see and experience at home. So the decision was always to homeschool them oh, until wow. I um, went through a divorce. Okay. And had to make some changes and adjustments. Mm -hmm. And that adjustment meant figuring out who I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it starts with self, right? So this may yeah. sound selfish, but mm -mm. It, it had to start with self, figuring out who I was after being a wife and a mother and having lost myself yeah. um, and having to go back to work because not even having, but wanting to. Okay. Um, and then now I have children though, that I'm responsible for. So, you know, what does this mean for them? So, um, I went back to work and they needed to go to school for me to be able to have the time and space to find myself again. Yeah. Because 
I was intimidated by teaching them how to read. Okay. As an English major, an English teacher, huh. I can remember how I learned how to read. And the idea of teaching my own children how to read overwhelmed me. So I wanted them to go to school so they can get that literacy foundation okay. because I knew that once they could read, the sky was the limit. There is no limit. And I right. could teach them everything else. Right. So how old was your daughter when you started homeschooling her? Um, they've been homeschooling since birth, right? We're teaching them true, from the true. Off, off the womb. So. I, that's true. So always homeschooling, always, always. So always. when you, let's say the word like, um, you know. They attended preschool through uh -huh. uh, first grade. So and, my youngest daughter, okay. went, they, they went for two years. My youngest daughter went from kindergarten to, um, I'm sorry, pre-K to in kindergarten and uh -huh. an independent progressive school in Connecticut. Okay. And my oldest did kindergarten and first grade. Okay. And outside of that, they've been homeschooled since, and they're in second and third grade now. Okay. All right. Very good. And third. Okay. So sent them all. Uh, and so we could have a whole another conversation and, and maybe I will do this, or uh, I think it's going to be one of these heart to heart conversations about um, losing yourself in, uh, you know, in the midst of homeschooling or in the midst of just marriage and life. And, and so I totally, totally can identify and understand where you're coming from on that. That's a great conversation to have. Um, so did you find yourself? I did. And I'm, I'm still finding her. She's yes, back. Yes, yes. Look, I'm clapping, clapping, and I'm snapping, snapping. So yes, as long as we found us, we find ourselves and keep finding ourselves and be our genuine true selves to ourselves authentic. That, stay in your lane authentic that's it that's find it. it and stay in your lane yes you know, and thrive there because i could just go on and on me too i'm with you, you honey know, the i'm tell, the, yes. you know, the, the notions we have about other people like the comparisons yeah. and we yeah. don't really do that you know you can have people that you look at as you know as a gauge yeah. um an indicator it, you know there's people we admire and we respect sure. and they show us the ideal of you know what we aspire to and right. that's good but we don't compare their journey or or where you are um so once i got past those things you know yeah. i have a tendency to give a great too much credit when i encounter brilliant bright people with yeah. this i have beautiful i have bright women I, along my journey i've met some brilliant people male and female Mm -hmm. And I have a tendency to defer my own knowledge and intellect, you know, mm. to, when I see that brilliance, you know, right. of itself, like true, complete transparency and vulnerability here. I hear you. Learning that, you know, you see the brilliance in someone else, not uh, before you realize that you see it because it is in you. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. Mirror reflected. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's reflected, but you're in, I, I've been in this space of, seeing intelligent, bright, brilliant people. And um, I guess they call it the imposter syndrome or something now. I had to, you know, look into all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just, just seeing the brilliance in people and not recognizing that you too are brilliant and, right. you know, just as bright and intelligent and right. um, worthy and deserving of figuring out what it is that you want and love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and i'll say this because i know this is not what the show is about it's okay bring it sister <laughs> when we get to that point where we figure when we find ourselves yes know what it is that we want it may well for me let me just speak for me for me okay. what that was had it was nothing like what was in existence already mm, so in okay. other words once i found myself and discovered what does arden really want like what would make her happy 
um, what would bring her joy in terms of her life work and those types of things. Right. My life wasn't equivalent. My wife, my life didn't reflect that. Mm, okay. So the fear is when you recognize it, when you find yourself, ladies, women, <laughs> it may not be who you currently are. So that's going to scare the hell out of you because you have to accept the fact that, oh, what I want is a, is a this is a life change. Like I, I have to be willing to, you know, what skinny branch am I going to be willing to jump off? Yeah, 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 yeah. And just do whatever it takes to, to be who I'm, I'm destined to be. Right, right, right. So, I, I totally get it. I, I totally, totally, totally totally get it and understand where you're coming from and it's a beautiful and that where it takes us back to the top of our conversation here is that self-discovery is that discovery and just being able to embrace that new that it's not a new person but the person that has not been able to thrive and now you're saying okay sister you can live that's I'm right let you live and be Absolutely. and be free to be you to the fullest extent mm -hmm. and um and so that's a beautiful thing and you know all of us women we should be willing to go through that journey and and embrace some of the changes that might have to come along with that, you know? Like you mentioned, it, it may be like, oh, what the heck? Okay, I wasn't expecting this, but um, right. embrace it, live it, and be it. And that's a place of freedom. Hey, hey, yeah, yes. Bring so, it back. And, and so why are yes. we here about, you know, the homeschooling journey? It, yes. It's even more important as it relates to educating your children, because mm -hmm. if we're not living in our full authentic self, what right. are we example what example are we giving to our children right 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 you know, exactly what, what, from what place are we operating where it, it's not going to be it's going to be it's the not a genuine place created the mm -hmm. you know the, the short responses and you yeah. know the, the resentment you know so we have to process all of that so that we don't serve we, so we don't serve it to our children yeah 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 absolutely and girlfriends if you're catching this this is Rita's totally went on a whole different rabbit trail but it's okay because some y'all we need to say we, you know you all need to hear that we need to say it again so we can hear it and that type of thing and um and it's all good so beautiful well said my sister well said um and I'm happy for you that you're on that journey to finding yourself I'm on that journey of finding myself and it is a journey and we just got to embrace the journey right yeah, embrace and it in each other, like find mm -hmm. your tribe, find your sisterhood yes. in that regard. Sisterhood mm -hmm. is that's that's an that's an important piece. Yes, you know, I agree. Because I have a, I agree. a strong network of, of sister friends in my life um, and my actual sisters. And yeah. that too makes the world a difference. We have sisterhood. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree. Find a tribe or find a one, find a tribe or find a one, <laughs> whatever. Um, very much needed in your in your circle, in your corner. So, all right. So here's this teacher mom who now is homeschooling her two children, um, second and third grade right now, right? As of right now. So that's how you got started. So tell us, how was it when you actually got started into this home? Let me, first of all, did the schools teach your kids how to read? You yeah, there. they did. Okay. <laughs> no one. So the kids went out to school. They learned how to read. They learned how to read. And my <laughs> daughter calls herself an avid reader. Okay. All right. So went off to school, learned how to read. Now they're back. Mom's homeschooling them. So take us to the very beginnings of when you started. How was that? Um, describe that beginning um, for us. Your first year. Let's talk about your first year. Um, again, I can't delineate, you know, a first year because it, it okay. seems it's it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle for us so if anything it was a break 
by putting them into school. Yeah. So I can go to year, well, so year one, year two and three, they were in school. So okay. we're in year four technically, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Year four is my year one. Okay. Because okay. we, and more so me, or I had to de-school. Gotcha. All right. So, oh, okay. Let me see. So technically, all right, I got it. So there's second and third graders now. Your oldest one, kindergarten and first grade in a way in public school. In a private school. In mm -hmm. private school. Okay, mm -hmm. private school. And then she's come back. So this is your, your we're going to be talking about your official year one after the private school schooling. Yes. So tell us what that looked like that time. How was that? Okay, so that looked like me as a former public school teacher. Yeah. Now having taken my two children out of private school. Yes. And homeschooling from the standpoint of a public school teacher. Mm -hmm. So I have to de-school, not them. I have to de-school, unschool. Totally get it, yes. Get out the school. <laughs> <laughs> out my head get the no child left behind mandates the curriculum yeah. plan writing, the yeah. schedule. I have to get rid of all of that and I have to now begin to pay attention to what they're interested in which are two little girls who love to play and they like to play and, and I'm not I'm, 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 I'm too serious uh -huh. um, <laughs> I'm not much of a play kind of person you know so I have to again bend I have yeah. to now I'm knowing myself but who am I with regard to who they need yeah. which is they need to just play and I have to learn to play so I can observe what it is that they're interested in, how they're perceiving life, you know, what they enjoy when they do pretend and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so it was rigid. It was sort of, I, I was, I was applying my public school pedagogy and, and learned teaching skills to them. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I won't say it, it wouldn't work. It didn't work other than, frustration and feeling like this is not supposed to repeat. I'm not supposed to reenact what's happening in that environment. Mm, right? Wow. So that's amazing. You came up with that, I, that thought process on your own. Um, just, you know, as you stepped into homeschooling that you thought, Hey, I'm not supposed to repeat, repeat what's going on public school in my home. And I can't say, <laughs> and I won't, I won't take all the full credit. It wasn't, okay. my, it was after it was, it was relocating. So I spent my time between Connecticut and um, Pennsylvania. Okay. And the community, th there wasn't a sense of community established because of COVID. So we relocated um, the time it would have taken to connect and form social relationships and so on and so forth didn't happen because COVID did. Gotcha. So my, the community became a virtual one through like Facebook groups, mm -hmm. school Facebook groups. Okay. So that was now the way I was able to connect with other homeschool moms, particularly, you know, of color yeah. and um, to get the, the gaps filled in that as a home. And cause I was the only one actually even homeschooling in Connecticut. I couldn't wow. find community in Connecticut that wow. us. Um, so it, I just couldn't find a, a community in Connecticut that worked. So okay. yeah, I'm trying to do this on my own and um, realizing though, we know you need a village, you need support, you need help. Mm -hmm. So um, the Facebook groups were helpful in that regard. So it was, you know, the, the opinions and feedback from these mothers who had been doing it for years okay. um, with multiple children 
where I was able to um, incorporate that idea of art. And you're not supposed to duplicate, you know, what you're trying to get out of. Okay. You know? And then now we're in this decolonization, you know, liberation education, you know, mm -hmm. uh, age. Yeah. And um, that definitely says you can't do it, um, <laughs> you know, the way mm -hmm. it, it wasn't on me. It wasn't okay. on me. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Stand on the shoulders of those who come before us. And there's a mm -hmm. there's many of you who I respect and just even, I mean, your story. When I heard that, it was just like, wow, like I'm in elementary school. In this <laughs> so, yeah, beautiful. So you went through the de-schooling process, getting the the schooling out and, and start to bend a little bit more and be more playful and lighthearted with yep. your kids schooling and um and made made it for a better um journey this past year journey. so now what does what does it look like yeah like what are you interested in girls what do you want to do today yeah how can i and then i i listen to that and that okay. basically becomes the direction i take that week so maybe okay. on sunday or monday you know we're having discussions about what you know the, the previous week um what's new what they're interested in just general mm -hmm. conversation and just listening i just okay. i just i listen to them because okay. it's whether they're talking directly to you or not they're going to tell you exactly what they're interested in and yeah. you'll even hear what it is they need to know yeah 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 so yeah i take that and then that determines each week okay so i had to go from this whole lesson planning structure to okay stop that this is going to be organic this is a, a mm, it sounds well, yeah it sounds like um self-directed learning exactly That's yeah exactly. okay so today for example was um it, it just became you girls want to make banana bread oh yes they're excited they're thrilled because they love to bake okay so today began with kitchen science and after that um my youngest daughter has asked for she said she needed an email account and I said, okay. Why do you need an email account? Right. Said, well, because I need one so I can begin YouTubing. Okay. And I said, well, what are you going to do on YouTube? And she said, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, until you could tell me exactly what you're going to do, mm -hmm. how is it going to have meaning and value and not be some silly rendition of some of the things I hear you watching on YouTube that I can't stand <laughs> exactly what those are and I said so when you are able to tell me what do you want to do through YouTube and how is it what is it going to create produce and give value to yeah yeah um, then we can do that I said but I'm you'll definitely get the email account because you need it because it, it will help me everything's online now so yeah. when they need to access certain classes and links and so on and so forth I want them to be able to to, to do that yeah yeah you know, it's easier. So that's a lesson. So now they're now going to get engaged in electronic communication. Um, and we took, I came across a couple, so I'm preparing for some changes for SAGE next year. Mm -hmm. But I told them today, you're at work. You're at work because I need you all to take a couple of assessments for me so we can figure out what our families in SAGE are, what's going to be best for them. Okay. So they took a few learning style assessments today, mm -hmm. um, paper and online through their email account. Wow. And then they had math. Okay. And these are two little girls who are very comfortable in their pajamas in the house all day. Absolutely. But it's beautiful, the sun is shining, so they'll probably be outside until the sun falls. Yeah, and beautiful. Mom is doing an interview, it has to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. So 
with their lunches. They grab whatever activities they wanted and they're outside in the sunshine now. Beautiful. The lunches they made. That's beautiful. And I hope you all caught the beautiful picture she painted of the homeschool day that's created with your freedom, with your um, ideas alongside your children. Very, very relaxed. It sounds very relaxed, yes. laid back, you know, like you said, organic. And that's a, that's a school day of learning. And um, that's that's a beautiful thing to have that freedom to do. So that's, I hope you all caught that. Hope you all caught that, girlfriends. That's part of the homeschooling freedom you have to create yeah. your dream schooling for your children. So, um, so take us to your proudest moment of homeschooling thus far. I know it's early in your journey, but something that you can say, oh my gosh, this right here, this right here is why I homeschool and I keep at home educating my own children. Oh, wow. That's a good question. Thanks for asking that, Angela. Yes. Um, my proudest moment. I think they happen when they're being questioned. It, it, it happens when people outside of the family and mm -hmm. our community engage with them. So let's say a neighbor who um, notices them outside, and this is a real story, doing uh -huh. artwork, uh -huh. and he engaged with them over the art. And he called me, he, it ended up with them placing art by his door. Okay. And they explained to me that the neighbor had asked for a piece of art mm -hmm. and um, that's what they did. So he contacted me you know, he, and he leaves these notes. He's a, he's a calligraphist. So we get hand, beautiful handwritten notes. Oh, and wow. he actually does mm -hmm. like, like their handwriting classes. Oh, notes. wow. Awesome. So, right. so um, he asked for them to sign their artwork. Okay. And I looked at it and I said, it's actually already signed because they signed it on the back. They don't, they put it on the front. So after he got, we went through that, he left a text message and said, I just wanted to tell you the story about how I received the artwork. And to make a long story short, mm -hmm. they, he didn't ask, they offered the artwork. They didn't sign it on the front. So as to boast about the fact that they created it and yeah. they're involved in art. You know, my, my oldest is an artist okay. um, so about signing. Um, and when they're just asked about themselves and they respond in these very intelligent, clear ways about who they are. Right, right. You know, like it's just the proud moments just come from seeing them engage with others in a way that makes the others say, Wow. wow. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just the wows that people get when it's they like, interact yeah. with daughters and, yeah. um, you know, and I know, and it doesn't come from a school system. Like it just comes from their upbringing. You yeah. know, it comes from looking at education as something that happens all the time. Right. Um, someone Living just, life. Yeah. Yesterday, you know, they said, well, how, you know, when does the school year end or, you know, what day does it end? I said, it, they're always learning. I said, it doesn't mm -hmm. year round. You know, mm -hmm, every, mm -hmm. every experience is, is, is a learning experience. Yes. And that's because it's also, it's, 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 it's through dialogue. So just the way we speak to our children, you know, if we look at this decolonized piece of it, we have to 
you know, know that just the way we communicate with our children is teaching them. Right. You know, asking a question, you know, I often get Arden will, what, at what age do you talk about this? At what age do you talk about that? You know, it might be reproduction and all these types of things. Right. Um, when they ask, when the <laughs> child asks, it's time to come to find an answer that they can understand. Very good. And th that that's learning. And you yes. want from you because if they are exposed to other social environments, you don't know what these, you know, children can hear anything when they're amongst themselves. Right. I, say, I want my children to have my, you know, a real parental and academic or intelligent, you know, response in their head about a topic. So if it if they happen to, you know, experience it outside of the home, there's always, well, your mom or dad or auntie said, you know, um, so my, my proudest moments are just seeing them engage in a way up with, with confidence and certainty about who they are. Absolutely beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Very well. Very good. Very good. So take us contrastly. I know this, you know, you're new to homeschooling. So take us contrastly to your proudest moment, probably the moment where you just want to pull your freaking hair out your head. I don't know if you had any days like that, but I have had a lot of them oh, in 21 yeah. years. And um, you're like, what the freak am I doing? Why am I even doing this? Okay. So, um, and, and for some people to be like, how quick can I get you back to a school? <laughs> But take us to the day where you're like, what am I doing? You know, why when, am I doing this? When I don't feel organized like that, mm, the, mm -hmm. the dissonance between child directed, yes. <laughs> um, but, and not scheduled and rigid, but at the same time, understanding children thrive within structure. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So... I feel least successful around organization and particularly um, making sure that their needs are met as well as my own mm -hmm. and my husband and I's business ventures. So we're entrepreneurs, we work from home, we're homeschooling. That <laughs> feeling unsuccessful <laughs> around scheduling um, is is um is probably that that's where i'm like ah you know am i am i doing this right yeah. um but i'm working through that as well and i think the solution is just becoming um i actually just read an article that was looking at ways other cultures um but of color so it was an inuit culture uh, mm -hmm. a village um a, a group in tanzania mm -hmm. um and actually a, a mayan group in mexico Mexico, and it was talking about the ways that they discipline and reprimand children. Um, so that's helping to shape. And, and the premise of it was that they don't, the, the toys and all these playthings are not a part of the culture. They teach again through dialogue, mm -hmm. story, and experience. Mm. So when children are included in, yeah. in, the, in the flow of the household, in the, in the, in the business of the family, and you know, and when they're engaged in that, they're doing their feet. They get a sense of feeling like they're contributing yeah. and worth that and have value. Um, so I'm getting to incorporate that, and where I'm, I, I have a tendency to compartment compartmentalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to figure out how to bring it all. How together. to integrate it all together? And yeah. So, um, you know, that's why our our our, teach, our, our learning model is um, a connected learning one. Um, and in particular, incorporating them into what we're doing, because it was actually the girls are the co-founders. When I say I'm a co-founder of Sage, yeah, you know, 
husband or the co or the other founders. Wow. Okay. You know that that sage was born one night after dinner, <laughs> with you know with, with sitting together. Um, yeah. As a family. So yeah. Um, so it's a work in progress, you know. And I guess that's what I'd want to say to all our girlfriends out there, like we're constantly learning and growing. Like there's no right or wrong way to do this. Absolutely. I was just going to say that there is no, there's no right, the quote unquote right. right. When you get your mindset um, stuck in the public school or the structural uh, school institution, mm-hmm. and it has been done a certain way, is presented as that is the right way of schooling. Mm-hmm. And thus oftentimes we end up going into our homeschooling um, with the mindset of that's the right way to do it. So we must do it. And so what you just mentioned a while ago is de-schooling. And if girlfriends, you've never heard of de-schooling, um, that's basically where you're just stripping your thought processes, your all your intellectual being and thoughts about schooling, stripping all that away. And um, which is not is based on the structural, the institutional structural way of doing schooling. And you're stripping all that away and you're saying, let's get on a most cleanest slate we can and create the schooling that we want for our family um, based on our educational philosophy, which you know we, we often have to think about and create what is, what's important to our family That's that our right. children should be uh, learning and, and engaged in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So all of that is a huge part. And for people of color, um, we have such a rich cultural um, connection that we have lost that we're getting back to, we need to also ensure that's included in our, um, in our home educating. So that's what she meant by um, de-schooling and um, having that freedom to say, what I do is the right way I, of schooling. Mm-hmm. I'm creating the rights. <laughs> you, know? you said, I love what you said, is get, get out of your head, get out of the yeah. intellect of it. And that's tough mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm, a, I'm an academic yeah, at like I'm a, I'm a heady woman, you know, so yeah, yeah. that's the challenge. And know? it's ingrained in us. I mean, I mean, granted, we've been in school all our lives, you know, if we went to school and we graduated, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if you went on to college, that structure is in you. That's so that's right. all, you know, you, and, and to deviate to that almost can make you feel like, okay, all right. Oh my goodness. Am I betraying? Am I, you know, am I, am I falling short? I'm not doing it the way that way. And, and it's coming back to uh, renewing your mind and reprogramming yourself that, my way is the right way that I choose to school, you know, with the, the state legislature that's required in your, in your state for homeschooling, but your right, your way is the right way, how you desire to create it for your family. So very good. Very good. So girlfriend, if you're joining in, this is a girlfriend's chat again. This is uh, Angela Jordan Perry with my guest today, Arden. Arden, say hello again hey, to all the girlfriends. Yeah, Arden, what state are you, um, you're out of? I'm well, Connecticut. I'm in Philadelphia. I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh huh. And but I'm I'm between Maryland, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Oh, you're in all of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. why I say the Northeast region because that's gotcha. my fans. Those three states. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that Northeast region. I was like, okay, what is what is that? So Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Maryland. You're in, in schooling in between those three states. Mm-hmm. Um, Pennsylvania being your most strictest laws which which homeschool laws do you fall under that you are required to follow which state <laughs> the constitutional laws <laughs> my unalienable right <laughs> to liberty and happiness <laughs> not to encroach upon my uh right to 
you know, do that. Do, yeah, do what you want to do. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, sister. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So anyway, girlfriends, thanks for joining in. And we're going to continue our conversation. But this part of the show, Arden, and these are uh, two quick questions to pick your brain. So share um, your thoughts as we go along. And girlfriends, take notes because, you know, she may say some information. You're like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Oh, I never heard about that. Oh, goodness. Okay. So this is where you want to be taking some notes. So Arden, what is your favorite quote that helps you through your homeschooling journey? Ooh. Mantra, quotes. Um, never let schooling interfere with education. Mm. Okay. And it's attributed to Mark Twain, but that's not who said it. And um, hmm. I, I don't recall, the, I don't have the name in front of me of the actual um, who penned that quote, but it, it, it will appear on my website. <laughs> okay, okay. Never let schooling interfere with, with education. Two mm -hmm. different things. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've heard that before. I've heard that conversation before. Do you plan to um, school your children all the way through till the end of their schooling years, whatever that may look like? I plan to understanding that they might have a different choice or desire okay. and I'll honor that whatever, whatever it is that they want, as long as they can quantify it. Yeah. Um, th that's what it'll be. Gotcha. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, what is something unique that you do in your homeschooling, uh, that's unique to, uh, your family? Maybe other family, you don't find this special certain style or technique or what have you in other people's homes. Maybe not. Maybe you will. Um, probably, al probably allowing my children to learn virtually from inside the house. Okay. <laughs> because I am teaching other children virtually. Okay. So, um, they have, you know, they have the choice. And because of the the, the, the platforms I use for the virtual um, teaching, mm -hmm. um, it's just beneficial for any child who's, who's learning um, virtually. Um, it makes it more engaging uh, with the technology. So, you know, understanding that, um, you know, connected learning incorporates the interests of the child. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the other piece, it, it, this actually is something I wanted to share in, in this question um, reminds me and makes it re relevant. Um, so my youngest daughter um, has a, um, it's called misophonia. She, it's, it's in, actually, I think they might be, it might be referred to as neurodiverse. I'm looking at all this, all these words and terms and catchphrases uh -huh. coming up now. Um, so what it is, is a hypersensitivity to sound. Okay. Um, so she'll hear what is typical to, so at the dinner table, for example, the sounds that go along with eating a meal can cause, can be excruciatingly uncomfortable for her. Okay. Um, so figuring out the triggers for her that are sometimes inclusive of just, okay, we're learning something new when I'm frustrated mm -hmm. or I'd rather be outside, but I am working right now. What I was going to share prior to your question was just yeah. to those 
families out there who have, you know, children with certain, you know, gifted abilities or, you know, conditions or things that make how they learn, um, we have to be more mindful about how they learn. Um, When the youngest, when the is frustrated, being mindful of that and saying, you know what, let her go outside to run and play and get air rather than saying, no, you have to get through the math or whatever we're doing, which is what was happening. There was something that I had planned for what they needed to complete today. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Reading language and math being the bare minimum of what they have to do daily. Um, And she was frustrated um, for whatever reason. Um, And probably because she wanted to get out, but it was path of least resistance, right? She's going to do better by being able to go out, move about and and move around because she's it's kinesthetic as well. Okay. So she needs to get out and move about so she can come back and sit down and focus on whatever. Mm, it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, for Neve, who part of her sensitivity is me and the letter S. So if I'm if she were here now and I'm going through this interview, mm-hmm. depending on you know where she is in her, um, it's, and it's physiological because it's not anything that could be measured or mm-hmm. tested or anything like that. Okay. So if she were at a heightened sensitivity right now just now when I said S or just, or so, she's gonna be like, ah, it's gonna drive her nuts, okay? <laughs> um, so, um, I lost my train of thought with that, but um, you know, her for her to be outside and move around will be helpful to that. Um, so, oh, I know, so the point was, what is different is that when I'm teaching other children Okay. language arts math whatever subjects are, are for her age group as well right it's it would be helpful for her to do it through zoom in another part of the house than with me right present hmm. right okay i got what you're saying okay 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 yeah so, so the fact that you utilize you don't utilize virtual learning just because um you know you, just, you use virtual learn you use virtual learning because it's a tool that helps the ease of schooling your own children even if she's in the same house she's just in a different location in the house but you're doing a virtual learning because that is a more soothing approach for her in the schooling is that what you're saying no no, no. i use virtual learning because that's how sage operates right now okay okay well i realize it's beneficial to allow my child who's in the house Uh uh-huh to sit in on those classes as opposed to what we're doing ah i gotcha gotcha okay yeah directly okay okay mm-hmm. her yeah so the the uniqueness i think in our household mm-hmm. is it comes from me having to accommodate our the youngest who um has the sensitivities to sound and what okay. that looks like okay uh, it feels like to her right okay. you know so how do we learn you know how you know how is dinner if, if mom's in a class and she's hearing her talk you know if it's in the evening and it's because her triggers include, you know, she might be tired. Mm-hmm, she could, mm-hmm. you know, she might be hungry. She mm-hmm. might be frustrated by whatever she's attempting to, you know, has to work on. Yeah. So our unique, what's unique here is this is is the child herself. Gotcha. Gotcha. In the needs that that in her needs. Her that, specific her specific needs. Specific needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get it. Beautiful. And had you um you know, had she been in public school still now, um, those needs probably not been catered to and addressed as she, they can be right now while she's at home being homeschooled, which is a is a beautiful thing. 
um, yeah. for her uh, just to be able to be just to be, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. mom learning that and understanding that and accommodating as needed makes it just an easier transition and, and movement for her. So that that's right. That's beautiful. Well, can I can I share a book that I'm reading right now? Yeah, absolutely. The, sure. The, well, that goes into our next question right there. Here's the question. Look, here's my next question. You about to do it. So what yeah. are some resources <laughs> or curriculums or books um, that you feel that every family should have in their homeschool library? That's my very next question. Look at that. Every family or every girlfriend family. Okay, <laughs> girlfriend family. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, well, actually, and, and probably every family, because for uh, we need it because these are our children. They're black children. We're and, considering our audience, you know. Other, so yeah, yeah, and other families would need it because you have to know the other in order to address everything. Everything, yeah. Just know yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, this, so what I'm sharing is basically what I'm reading right now. Okay. Um, not that necessarily. Um, where's the other one? So these are the two books. So the developmental psychology of the black child, the developmental psychology of the black child. Okay. And this is um, Amos Wilson. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And this book is important right now because uh -huh. um, it's a reread as is this one. This is the second one. What the is community that? Of self. The Community of Self Revised. Okay. And who's that by? And this is by Nayim Akbar. N-A-I-M. And there's an apostrophe in front of I. Akbar. A-K-B-A-R. Dr. Nayim Akbar. Okay. Um, so Wilson's book mm -hmm. um, allowed me to call my oldest daughter into the bedroom this morning and say, that you are a beautiful, brilliant child who learns in your own way. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you no longer go to the school you attended. Because every time I met with the teacher, she had two particular complaints. Mm -hmm. It had to do, not complaints, but areas that she could stand to improve. <laughs> um, and it had to do with her time. My oldest is a low eater. Um, she takes her time. She's so that means you can't transition the way a school day will require you to. A traditional school day will want yes. you to transition, right? Right, right. Got to move it. Got to keep it moving. So, yeah. So that was the main thing that she talked about, and she also talked about how Santana is an abstract thinker. Mm. Now that's not how she identified. It. Amos Wilson will define our children as abstract thinkers, right? Mm. And they'll stay that way until certain um, external and environmental influences begin to change the way they think and how they process. So they're born abstract thinkers. And if we nurture that, they'll remain and just be just as brilliant and as intelligent and bright as any other child on the planet. Wow. Uh huh. Um, so the teacher, what Santana needed to work on was we'll be in, you know, um, reading group or discussion or whatever morning meeting. And she makes these connections that we're always, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, how does it relate to the topic, so on and so forth. And 
I didn't apologize, but I didn't have the language at the time to say to her, it's because she's an abstract thinker who is not <laughs> who think the way her middle-class white peers do. Right, different. She's a, she's a different child. She's different. Biologically, right. culturally, social, psychologically. She's DNA, different. everything, down, just totally her. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that is the reason why we have to um, mm. you know, do more, you know, more so than even searching curriculums. My advice to homeschooling communities and families would be in addition to whatever curriculum information you're reading, study the psychology and authors that, that are doing the research about how our children learn specifically. Mm. It'll shift. It'll shift. The, it'll shift some things. It'll shift the way you do things in your household. Wow, you got me excited to learn read the book. So, where did you get those books from? How did you get them? I have. I have no idea. The, oh, I, come the, on, girl. We're gonna have to do some searching. Okay. Yeah. Well, because yes, those look like, awesome. I'm, I'm a language arts teacher. Remember, so my house. There's books. You know, got from here, there, everywhere. More, we have more books than furniture in this house. Uh huh. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and these are, you know, just unpacking things that I don't even have enough bookshelves yet to put my, you know, to put the books up. So, you know, behind me is just, you know, what I'm doing in terms of these books represent what I have going on right now behind me. This gotcha. is my workspace out, you know, pretty much when I'm home. Yeah. Uh, so what's behind me represents, you know, development curriculum, um, okay. you know, planning for SAGE for next year. Um, okay. 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 Your, I, I, I'm, yeah, would you say you you birthing something? So am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, birthing this baby. Yes. Stage is getting ready for the fall for the people. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. All right. So um, again, those two books: the developmental psychology of the black child by Amos Wilson, mm -hmm. and the community of self by Dr. Naeem Akbar. Yes. So um, you all check those out. I'm going to be trying to search and find those books as well. You have piqued my interest and I want to dive in. So, and you gave us the last question, girl, you're always a step ahead. You're a step ahead. You're a step ahead of me. You know, I gave the advice for the people. So that was my next question. What's your best piece of advice <laughs> that you received? That you... So anyways, the verb are good. I mean, she is ahead. So that we're vibing and um, she's intuitive. She's already ahead of me um uh, intuitively uh, in the spirit realm so hey girl that, i know i love beautiful i love, I love it <laughs> i love it i love it so um all right so here is the last question the million dollar question uh -oh. are you ready take a sip of water okay yeah take a sip are you ready <laughs> all right then i don't know all, all right. right here it comes so arden if you had to start all over again to the day one of after public school schooling with your girls, okay, you started all over again to that time frame. With your current knowledge, skills, insights, convictions, wisdom, the knowledge that you've gained, what would be the first thing you would go and, and change or be sure to implement this time around that you didn't at the start of this um, quote unquote schooling journey after their, their private school years? My own advice, 
the advice I just gave, I, I would have, mm-hmm. I would incorporate, I would apply it to myself. I would have began because the thing I've, these books, they're old, but I, I haven't read them in years. And as time goes on, we evolve. Like you can read, like watching a movie, you can watch it three times and each sure. time it's going to be different. Yeah. You so get something else. These books have different meaning for me now as a mother and, you know, a homeschooler and, um, you know, on the verge of, of opening a school. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's, it's just different meaning. I, I remember reading the community itself and I, okay. it's just a, it's a, it's a whole nother book right now. It's, mm. it's like reading a book I've never read before right now. Mm. So, um, having the, um, the fact-based mm-hmm. research oriented knowledge around how my children mm-hmm. being children of an African lineage learn. Mm. So Angela, what I, the only, there's, so that doesn't say there's much I would do differently after pulling them from the private school. Mm-hmm. What I would do differently is how I would have advocated more strongly mm-hmm. when I decided to, to enroll them into school. Mm. I also want to be clear for, you know, our girlfriends out there that whether you are homeschooling from home mm-hmm. or if for whatever reason you choose or have to have your child in a traditional mm-hmm. or alternative school setting, mm-hmm. you're still the primary educator. You're right. still the first educator. That's right. So if you have them in a traditional school or an internal or, or some alternative school outside the home, that just means you have to be that much more involved, aware, and you know, in a position of advocacy for your child. Right. That's right. So that you can lead the teachers, so that you can um, direct, you know, their learning, so that when the teachers come at you with their reports and conferences, right, right, your response to okay. Well, this is how you might think my child should do it, but it's going to be a different um, way to handle certain scenarios based on, again, who our children are. Right. So, um, my youngest, for example, she entered that school as a, as a, as a pre-K student. She should have entered as a kindergartner. She was already more advanced than the pre-K children who were there. Gotcha. So I should have advocated, advocated. Mm-hmm. start at kindergarten. Yes, um, I hear you. And then I would have been able to, having read more about my child as a as a learner with a different type of mind and mm-hmm. um, axiology, which you know, like value system. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have been able to maybe respond differently to the teacher and her concern about Santana being an abstract thinker. <laughs> you know, I, I would have given her a different approach. So I, I never yeah. her or said, I would say, well, you know, it's the way she, it's the way she is at home. She's this way. I said, she's right. way. like, we're, what, it's, it's not a big deal. I said, is yeah. she detracting from whatever's happening in the class at that moment? If she's not, then this is not a concern. And she's thriving. She's reached, she can, she's performing in every other way, except mm-hmm. the way you expect her to, when she decides to verbally contribute to a <laughs> right, 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 right. And I like that you said that. That is, that is um, very, very, very poignant points right there. 
you are the advocate of your child as their first and primary educator. You are. But what we have been often taught to in the society is that we give our children over to these people to, um, to educate, to train, to guide, to instruct, and to plan out their educational basis, you know? And that's what we do basically without any um, say or anything. And we give so much weight and so much power and so much authority to the powers that be this institution to mm -hmm. educate our children. And then we are just over here um, and you tell me what you're gonna do with my child type of thing. And we do that medically too. And I learned yeah. that very quickly when yeah. I had my second son who was a preemie, I was right. like, wait a minute. Right. You're just helping me to get this baby healthy, but you all are not the um, authority and soul everything over this baby. Oh, yes. that was, and when I realized that, wait a minute, what in the hell have we done here? Yes. We have given all our authority away in the medical yes. field and in the educational um, department. In so the area. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the areas that really matter the yeah. most, I mean, those are two big parts of, of, of life and being here medically mm -hmm. in that. So what you're saying is that even if you have to utilize those resources, you need to stand up and be the advocate and say, nope, this, nope, and this. And if they don't adhere, then, hey, there are some changes that need to be made, but it's a, it's a partnership for sure. But the, yeah. the buck really should stop with the parent and what they have. I think this is my opinion what the parent think, um, no, really, she might be this age and you want to say preschool, uh, pre-K, but no, she's she's really kindergarten. Actually, she's leaning towards first grade. Let's see how we're going to make that happen for her. So she won't be bored and be a nuisance to you all in this in this classroom, okay? Um, or something like that. But we definitely should be the, the one who are giving a lot of voice to our kids' education if they're in the, those institutions and not them just telling us and we sit back and take it. So I love that you you said that. So girlfriends, if you heard that from Aunt Arden, Arden said that. She said that, okay? <laughs> she said that. So you all take heed to that. That was excellent. All right, so Arden, yes. Any last words you want to share? That was good. That was a mouthful. So maybe you don't have no last words, but any last words of advice you want to give to the girlfriends? And then please tell us what you have your hands involved in in the community. So we girlfriends who are nearby, you can get um, connected to those things. Wonderful. No, I um, open myself up um, to, you know, further connections, um, ardensantana at sageacademy.com for anyone who wants to shoot me an email. Um, the website is under construction if you go in um, for Sage Academy, but you'll be able to leave an email there so you'll know when that opens up to see what the um, course, course offerings would be for the rest of this year and, um, you know, to keep abreast of what's going to be coming going on with for the fall. Um, I am hoping and and well, I'm anticipating and looking forward to COVID allowing, you know, more connections where I am locally, you know, in person and mm -hmm. um, opportunities for, for for my girls, you know, to yeah. connect physically, you know, the virtual thing, it, it's great. And I'm actually being very optimistic about it and using the technology of it all to, 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 you know, make learning fun and engaging and interesting for children. Yeah. Um, but they, we want to get out. We want to get together. Um, you know, so whether I'm in, you know, Connecticut, that's happening because that's family and, and and hometown. But between, you know, Maryland, looking to get back and visit with my folks there. Um, excited about connecting um, with, you know, the the homeschooling moms here in Philadelphia. Um, one of which you had on the show. So I have to thank um, Evie who 
This yeah. this wasn't even tell the people how this wasn't even. I called to ask you know my newsletter. Sage has a yeah. newsletter, and I actually just wanted to feature your show with Ebby, um, with Ebby in the newsletter, That's and right. we ended up talking about well your podcast and yeah. coming on. So um, I'm just grateful to to be in alignment, you know, yeah. and and making these these connections. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, www.sageacademy.com. Um, and Arden Santana at sageacademy.com for emails. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Well, girlfriends, you are the average sum of the five people you hang out with. And this hour, this hour, you've been hanging out with Arden Santana from Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Maryland. So listen, (laughs) the momentum girlfriends and keep staying connected to positive resources. Uh, so that, uh, you know, so then others can come to you and draw out from that positive reservoir, you know, stay connected. Like Arden said, this connectedness is important um, for us as girlfriends and us as a people. We thrive on connection. We really do. So keep up with that. Keep the momentum and stay connected to other positive homeschoolers um, that would add value to your life and to your journey. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, Arden, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving up your time, your energy, your resources, your knowledge, and your insights um, here to the girlfriends. Uh, Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling appreciates you and thankful to you for, um, welcome for making it happen. You. It was my pleasure. It was yes. my pleasure. I had a yes. great afternoon because of this. Thank you. Good deal. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, all right, girlfriend, just remember that to teach a child is to touch a life. And as we homeschool, we not only touch a life, we shape the future through our efforts of homeschooling, home educating our children with them in mind, like Arden said, with them in mind. So, um, you know, just keep that positive uh, momentum and keep making it happen day after day, year after year. All right. Peace, everyone. Uh, blessing to you all. Catch her teaser talk. We're about to drop it down in a little bit. The teaser hey. talk. Go to YouTube and check out what she's going to say. It's going to be something you want to um, hear because I'm going to have her dive into it a little bit deeper over on YouTube, Girlfriend's Guide to Homeschooling. So we'll see you there. Peace and blessings, everyone. Thanks Wonderful. For, Peace thanks and blessings, everybody. Be great. Yes. <laughs>